In the wake of another horrific school shooting, parents everywhere need to know what they can do to secure the safety of their children at school. When seconds count, what does your child need to know? On today's program, a security expert shares readiness tips and tools if the unthinkable should happen near your child. We're talking about safety and security at school and from online predators on today's episode. Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. Each week, we introduce you to special guests who share their personal stories and advice on how to build a strong foundation of faith, family, and freedom in their home, community, and country. Hi, moms. I'm Debbie Kurlaitis, your host, and this is the Moms for America podcast, a show inspiring, encouraging, and educating moms in their journey through motherhood. We want to invite you to like and subscribe to our podcast. Uh, We also want to always invite you to contact us with any suggestions or feedback at podcast at america.net. That's where you can reach me at podcast at america, podcast at momsforamerica.net. Ah, a mouthful there. Sorry, but go ahead and contact me there. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions or suggestions, we want to obviously be doing shows that moms are so interested in topics that are coming up in their home. I also want to invite all the moms that are listening to join our movement here at Moms for America. Moms like us are uniting all across the country to fight for family, faith, freedom, and the Constitution. So please check us out at momsforamerica.us. We would love to have you join the movement here at Moms for America. Okay, so on to today's episode. Few things break the heart of a mom more than hearing about the recent shooting at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. Heartbroken, right? 19 precious little ones, two heroic teachers lost their lives in this mass shooting tragedy. All of us were dumbfounded, shocked, and our hearts were just crushed. We've seen this situation many times before. And unfortunately, our world is really a dangerous place. We as mothers have to be discussing safety and awareness on a regular basis with our children and in our home. Attacks are happening in our neighborhoods, in our schools, at our malls, and online. We need to provide answers and advice on how to react quickly to dangerous situations with our kids. That's why we are talking about safety issues today. Moms, this is a show that you are going to want to take notes on. My guest today is Carrie Pascarello. She is the CEO and the co-founder of Global Secure Resources. Carrie teaches active shooter awareness training and another very important topic for moms, online safety. I want to go ahead and welcome our guest. Welcome, Carrie, to the Moms for America podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Debbie, for having me today. Thank you, Carrie. Actually, Carrie contacted us and wanted to provide some information right after this um, shooting happened in Texas. So we said, would you please join us, share this information with our moms, because um, we all need to be on our game, understanding what the world, what is happening in the world and what can and possibly happen um, somewhere near our children, near our schools, at our mall. So Carrie, tell me quickly a little bit about your family um, and what your tribe is like. Okay, well, I have three children 
and they're 23, 27, and 29. And just a little bit of the backstory, I met my husband while I was working in Milan, Italy, and he was with the Justice Department, which led to our 12 years of our life and working abroad. And our three children ended up spending half of their education overseas in Europe and in Asia. Wow. And after retiring from the Justice Department, he was um, selected to be a chief of police in a big city outside of Boston. And the exciting part is my three children followed him into his profession in law enforcement. And all three of my children are police officers. And so they're all doing their best to protect and serve our communities. And I just, you know, it's amazing to, to see what my children have become. Oh, you must be so proud. Well, thank you. Would you please tell them thank you for their service? I mean, we just do not get a chance to appreciate our law enforcement as much as we need to. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, let's talk uh, a little bit about the culture right now, what recently happened. Sad, sad, sad story um, with this tragedy at Robb Elementary. Um, it's very fresh in all of our minds and in our hearts. Um, how do we start discussions with our children about um, things that can happen in their school or things that can happen at the mall, things that can happen at a grocery store? Uh, how do we train them or discuss confronting an active shooter situation? I don't even know where to begin on this. And what age do we even start discussing this with them so we don't you know, create panic? Sure. Uh, that's a really great question, and uh, thank you for that. Oftentimes, parents are thinking that they'll be taking their innocence away from their children if they're discussing these types of topics with them. But I have to say, absolutely not, because being proactively prepared means that we have to look at identifying ways to stay safer in this world, and honesty is a critical way of achieving safety. And our children are our most precious gift and we can't leave them vulnerable or underprepared in this world. Correct. And so one of the things that I always say is you have to understand the risk to avoid the risk. And so mm -hmm. proactive, proactive parenting will really help us stay safer. And I have to add that one of the most important reasons why we wanna talk about this is because most active shootings end before police arrive. And this is another reason why it's critical to have a plan in place. Many active shooters end within five minutes, and of those, 30% are over in two minutes or less. That's wow. Well, I think that's what this mom uh, that was in Texas said. She she ran into the school. Now, I know that's probably not what you're going to suggest us to do as moms, but you sure as a mom are like, well, if you're not going to handle it, I'm going to run in there and I'm going to save my kids. I'm going to do whatever it takes. Um, so all of us could probably relate to her. But like you said, the stats aren't very good. I mean, this is this is happening right away. What do we do? What do we tell our children um, if something like this happens, whether they're at a school, whether they're at a movie theater? What do we tell them? Where do we start with this, Carrie? Okay, so one thing that moms can do to help is to teach risk mitigation strategies. So my very favorite strategy to teach is the ICE formula. And this is identify, calculate, and escape. And Say that again. Say that again. It's called the ICE formula. Identify, calculate, and escape. Okay. And simple strategy, one that we should be talking with our children about, especially as we look at staying safe in an active shooter situation. We want to first be able to identify any situation that might be dangerous. Then we want to calculate how are we going to escape and then escape. 
So our ICE formula is a really great way to start that conversation about risk mitigation. Okay, so how do you identify? How do you calculate? How, what, what, what do you look at? What do you assess? Right. Uh, where, where do you start? Because, okay, identify, calculate, and escape. I don't even know what I'm identifying. Right, exactly. So this is where we go into developing our situational awareness, which is key and so critical in our lives these days. So I always start with teaching students the two R's, which is risk and resource. And this is a tool to identify dangers and also plan for escapes. And it goes like this. Every single time you change uh, your environment or your location, you ask yourself what two risks are in the area and what two resources are available to improve my safety. So as an example, you're in a movie theater, just like you said, and okay. you sit down and you say, what are the two R's? What are two risks that are right now? I could have an active shooter situation. I could have an earthquake. And then I look for my resources, which would be, where am I going to hide? And I also identify where the exits are. And boom, I'm done. I'm watching the movie. So our risk and resource strategy for improving our situational awareness works amazingly because it's teaching us this simple exercise will improve your situational awareness and you'll also be creating your backup plans and by calculating the best way to save yourself you're actually using critical thinking skills and for moms with um, younger children mm -hmm. i want to say that we can improve their situational awareness as well and we can start with playing i spy with my little eye it's it's, it's a really simple, simple game, but this really gets to the heart of teaching younger children about situational awareness. And I know I played this game with our kids on our yes. long rides. And as they grew older, we would, we would go from I spy with my little eye to find different license plates, uh, find different colors of cars, find types of cars. And all of these things are things that you see in your environment. So instead of looking at a cell phone or watching the TV in the car, we're working on improving our situational awareness. Mm -hmm. And I do have some, you know, a few other practical situational awareness keys that I could share with you right now as well, if you'd like. Sure, because I'm, I'm just wondering, is, is it always the best? Like, you know, I was having this discussion with my 17-year-old uh, last night and he said, always escape. No, no matter what happens, mom, I am always escaping. So I want to just address that because that's what a 17-year-old is saying. And yes. I don't know what a 10-year-old would do if they would hide. And, and, and how did, where do, where do, what do we do with, with that span of, right, a 17-year-old young boy is going to be like, I'm going to run. And the, and the little one may say, I want to hide. What, what do we do there a little bit? Yes, absolutely. So this is really important because we always want to run. We always want to escape, right? This is our... The, the best way to keep ourselves safe. And so, like I said, some other practical situational awareness, uh, awareness strategies are being mindful about what's around, identifying the exits, watching people without staring. Oh, we also wanna notice nonverbal cues in our area. What would that be? What's a nonverbal cue? So a nonverbal cue would be if you're in a um, in an environment where it's warm, let's say you're at a, a coffee shop and everybody's in tank tops and all of a sudden you see somebody walk in with a big puffy jacket. A trench right? coat, that, anything like that, right? That okay. Nonverbal cue telling me something's up with this situation. I want to stop. I want to identify. I want to I want to figure out a little bit more about this situation. But if I have an intuition that tells me that mm -hmm. something's wrong, I just want to get out. That's I right. want to. Just like your son said, brilliant, escape is the best, best option.
and one we need to be talking with our kids about, even at a young age, even at a young age. So always escape is the best option, never hiding, never putting yourself in a corner, um, never overreacting. I, I try to go over this with my kids too, because you know you could just really go into a full out panic. Um, how, what about staying calm in a situation? I guess if, if you're calm, then you can evaluate, correct? Absolutely, and that's where these strategies come into play, the, um, the ICE formula, right? We're teaching our kids to have a method about staying safe. We're going to identify, see people panic when they don't have a plan. Right. When you have a plan to go to, when you're thinking about and you're calculating in your mind about your escape, you're busy doing something. If you don't have a plan in place, that is when people can get very afraid, they're scared, mm -hmm. they don't know what to do. And this is what can bring chaos. People are screaming, you know, of course, this happens, you know, as well in other situations, right? Even as you're calculating um, your your escape, things can get pretty scary. But what we have found is that if people have a plan in place, they have something to do. And the whole key is seconds can save your life. And if you can get out, that's what's going to save you. Well, the story, and I know there's all kinds of stories about situations, but even here at the school that just happened, I think there was a story where one of the kids, they started crawling out the window. I mean, there was, they weren't just staying in the classroom. And again, I guess this is up for, for the schools to decide. And, but like you, like you said, it, it, things can happen very quickly. And if we can get out of the situation, truly that is the best option. I agree, absolutely. Always, uh, always calcula calculate your escape. That's number one. Um, and, and I, I, I did want to ask you too, do you think that this causes panic when you start talking about this to children? How, at what age should we be able to discuss this? I mean, are we going to talk with kindergartners about this or how, what would you say as a mom, what would you, how would you have this discussion with your kids? There's bad people in the world. This can happen at your school. I mean, it almost seems we never had to have this discussion years ago. I mean, this is something new for many of the moms that are listening. Right. And, and once again, as we're looking at younger children, honesty is the most important thing. Honesty about safety is critical in our lives these days. Mm -hmm. if, if we're going to think that we're going to sh uh, shelter our children by not discussing this, that's actually leaving them vulnerable. That's leaving them unprepared. And I know for us living all around the world, um, you know, my husband was involved with a lot of dangerous issues and situations overseas, and we had to always be on a heightened level of safety for our family mm -hmm. because of the line of work he was in. Sure. And so we talked about safety at every single age. We always had a plan in place for every place we ever went. And this is what they, you know, thought about. And it wasn't to make him feel afraid or scared, it was to prepare them because we know preparedness planning is the ultimate for safety. And I will add also, and I say this often, is the majority of the times that something's going to happen to your child is when they're going to be on their own. You're not going to be next to them. Mama Bear's not going to be there scooping mm. them up and running. Okay, that's why we want to leave our kids with every single strategy to save their life and be able to be that's so it. true. You know, I'm just thinking about, of course, I'd be there. Of course, I may not be there. Of course, you know, when they're in school, they're with a the teacher or if they're going to the mom with their friends, they're with friends. So I know as mama bears, we always feel like we're going to be there to protect and guide them. 
they have to be able to really think through this independently and make quick decisions. So, Right, exactly. And as you talk about um, the school situation, our children are with their teachers, you're only as good as the weakest link. So if you, you this is why we want our teachers involved with understanding these strategies, tools, and techniques to save the lives of our children, because they're in place to protect them. And so we need them as prepared as our children, but our children need to be able to make those decisions on their own as well. Just like your son said, he's 17, he's gonna escape, good for him. Right. Let's move to online uh, dangers because this is where there are uh, huge situations happening with online predators. Um, this is off the wall. This is off the charts. This is a situation where it is extremely dangerous um, and it's happening right in the phone, right in our homes. Our kids are being um, uh, really just they're being attacked um, by people that we don't know who they are or they're posing. So let's talk a little bit about the online dangers and, and what you would, again, suggest for our parents and um, some of the trends that you're seeing, some things that we need to be aware of with these online predators, with the kids with this phone, this crazy phone in their hand all the time. Yes, absolutely. But what I can say is sextortion is the fastest growing form of child sexual exploitation, but it's the number one most preventable. And mother- All right, you, ha you have to explain what sextor sextortion is, because this is a new term that I, I've not heard of. I've heard of sexting, but I've never heard of sextortion. So please explain this to us. Sextortion happens when somebody obtains something that can be used to blackmail another into doing something like giving money, sending additional uh, inappropriate pictures, or making you meet them in person. That's sextortion. Um, it happens on a huge level, and this is why it is one of the fastest growing forms of sexual exploitation, but once again, it's the most preventable because if we're not letting those images get out about ourselves onto the internet, then they won't have anything to use against us. So I always like to, you know, when, when I'm doing my online student safety presentations and programs, mm -hmm. I just want kids to understand that no longer are pictures for your eyes only. Once you take that That's picture, right. It's on your camera, it's on your phone, it can be shared, it can be downloaded, it can be screenshot. And a lot of the kids don't understand that some of these um, social media sites where you think the picture disappears, it doesn't, it's there. And you know, this is where we have people that come back and they'll do re revenge porn, they'll do exploitation, they do all different types of um, criminal acts with those pictures. And so we want kids to be really mindful of what pictures they're taking. And how, this how does this work, sextortion? Give us some examples of what kids would be encouraged to do or how this conversation may play out. Give us some kind of role-playing things that we can do with our kids. Sure. So one, one example is these crazes on TikTok. Okay. So there was a, a craze on TikTok that were having people do handstands. And unfortunately, what predators were doing was they were finding, you know, 10, 11 year old, 12 year old girls, and then they were asking them to do the handstand um, challenge, which oftentimes the little girls didn't realize is if you did the handstand, your shirt would fall off, like it would fall above mm -hmm. towards your chin. And then the predators would screenshot that. 
they would send it back to the to the child and say oh you're doing pornography i'm going to share this with your mom you're going to be in so much trouble this is going to go to your school and they would wow. make them fearful and they said well if you don't want me to release this picture then you have to take some more pictures mm. and this is sex torsion they do it for money they do manipulation it manipulation, a coercion. They're using all the same tactics that human traffickers use. And it's absolutely horrific. And I know we had another example of, um, of a situation that happened with a young boy. And it was, it was just devastating what happened because it was a, a gentleman, a senior in high school, and what happened was he was a homecoming king. He had everything going for him. And one day he got this picture of a naked girl. And from that, the girl said, oh, send one back to me. And so he did, unfortunately. The next message he got was $300 or this is going to your mom, your church and your school. And so as a senior in high school, he, he went crazy trying to get money together. He did get the $300. He sent it over to them. And then the next message was, I want a thousand. Of course, I, I can't get a thousand dollars. And they went back and forth. And finally, the boy said, you win. I'm going to kill myself. And the predator said, go ahead. And he did. Within 12 hours, this young man had lost his life. And this is what's so sad is if he only knew that this was a red flag, something that predators use, they send a random picture of a naked girl and you don't know who you're talking with. That obvious, that could be a you know 80 year old man, a 60 year old man. It could be a 30 year old woman. Who knows who's sending that picture? Right. And they they you know get into this this situation where had had he had a conversation with his parents about sex torsion, had right. he known that this was a red flag that if somebody sends you a naked picture that this is happening and we've had the fbi has been sending out notices about this and this this sextortion that is taking place right now on high schools all over our country it's absolutely devastating this is horrible um there is some kind of uh, some ways that you can check to see who you're really talking to right with facial facial recognition um, is there some way that we can figure out who the children are talking to? They know who they're talking to because half the time you don't know who you're talking to ever because it's just this fake world. Um, what about that? So really interesting. So I, I use um, a few different AI programs to find out pictures. So for instance, just the other night, I was doing a women's networking program. I had 80 people coming to it. And all of a sudden I got this person that wanted to come to the, the meeting. And it was this like uh, a general in the army that had a stellar career off in, you know, uh, off doing world, you know, changing the world. And okay obviously was not coming to my presentation. And so I, I used this AI technique and I found out that his picture was hijacked and he had been used in many, many different scams. Mm. So we need our children to understand there's tools and strategies that we can find out who we're talking to. But the number one thing is if you actually have never met a person um, in, you know, in reality, you don't know who you're talking to. And not only that, you might even have somebody approach you saying that you are somebody you know. We've had this happen at high schools where mm -hmm. uh, a, um, 
uh, incoming freshman, this is happening a lot, an incoming freshman girl comes, she's going to a new high school, and she gets a text message from the star of the football team. And he says, oh, I want to have, I want to be in a, uh, your friend. I'm so happy you're coming to our school. They start a relationship. And then the next thing, he wants to see a topless picture. Sure. This is not the sure. football star. It's a predator that has, in, has found out the incoming freshman girls and knows exactly who the star is because they Google search it. This so is, this, this is sick. This is just sick. Yeah. I mean, it's shocking that someone has this much time and evil in their heart to go ahead and just target these children. They're so, uh, I mean, I mean, they're just, it's such a, a, a sweet time in their life to having someone now try to just prey on them, take advantage of them. And, and, and this well, is the whole other thing. You could just take anybody's picture now and do whatever you want with it. I mean, like you said, we're never really talking. We don't know who we're talking to. That's right. And that, that goes into even on my online presentation and my conversations that I, I do these consultations with students and their parents together. And we start the conversation about risk and we do it in an age appropriate way where we're talking about netiquettes, we're talking about cyberbullying, we're talking about, you know, different times in your life where, you know, you're learning and, and meeting new people on online. And then as you get older, you're literally meeting strangers off of line, right? Right now we have all these dating apps right. where you meet somebody, it's brand new, and you're literally going to meet them in person. And I can tell you that mm. there's so many different avenues and I could just keep going in so many different directions. But even as you're meeting somebody new, we have a very high rate of drugs, uh, drinks being drugged right now. Mm. And so this is another um, aware of whether we're meeting somebody we know or whether we're meeting a perfect stranger for a date. So you have to be on, right. You really have to be on your game when you are meeting someone, discussing anything with them. And, and again, I just keep telling my kids, please just don't even don't entertain anything that, you know, that we can't confirm, verify um, just for your own safety. That's, that's so, so true. And you know, it, it goes into really being responsible with who you're planning on hanging out with. All right. of the, all these things that we talk about go back to our values and our boundaries. It's having these conversations and growing our relationships with our children because we want them to come to us. Yes. We want them to come to us with issues that are happening and we need to make it a safe place that they can share with us what's going on. Because I tell you what, even if your child doesn't have a cell phone yet, they're going to be on a school bus or out at a playground or somewhere else where one of the kids does. Right. And they're going to come up and show your child an inappropriate picture that's come up on their screen and then it's done, right? So we want to have these conversations with our children before they ever have access to a device on their own. And then we want to make sure that we're scheduling blackout periods to bring our family back together so That's that we're right. talking, right? We need to go out and explore the world and you know be together on an intimate level of, of being with one another and That's develop right. our relationships because so many people go into their room with their device and you don't see them. Right. And this is and this is what we tell our moms, reestablish the dinner timetable, reestablish oh. family time, put the phones on hold, take trips together, watch a, a good program together. 
you know, attend church. I mean, we've really got to get back to the basics in this country because it is literally falling apart. If we do not protect our family unit and our children, really the future for America is over. I did want to ask you just for some closing advice. You gave us some great advice there. Is there anything else you want to add to that, Carrie? Um, I would say, you know, I, I'm a victim advocate and I've worked with um, victims, survivors, and their families. And I know that sometimes this conversation may be really difficult, mm. but let me tell you, it's a lot easier to have this uncomfortable conversation with your children now than it is to have a conversation about them being victimized. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is what I'm saying is, is my advice is make sure you have these conversations with your children, teach them strategies, tools and techniques, be proactive, prepared and protected and live your life. We want our kids not to be vulnerable. They need to have an idea on exactly what's happening out in this world. And I will say one other really quick thing that I know sometimes it can be difficult because kids sometimes don't want to talk with their parents when they hit a certain age. And sure. it's interesting because there was a new study out of the Stanford University of Medicine. And it says that about at age 13, the brain activity of a teen starts to change and it makes them kind of tune out their parents' voice. But it's for a reason. It's because they're starting to engage with other people besides their parents. It's, it's a part of their way of, of developing their independence. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be mindful of that, but it comes back to, it's our responsibility to have those values and boundaries. That's so we right. have rudeness in our house. We understand that, you know, you're creating your new space, right. but when it comes to safety and security, these are the things that we want you to have so that you can have a successful life and do right. everything you want in a safe, a safe way. Right. That's so. Right. <laughs> Carrie, how can uh, folks get a hold of you or get in- more information? I know you also have a study about um, traveling abroad. Uh, these are a lot of things that parents are interested in if we're sending our kids on a trip, um, individual safety consultations for parents and students. How can people get a hold of you? Sure. They can go to www.globalsecurestudent.com or www.globalsecureresources.com. They can email me at gsr at globalsecurestudent.com. And we do, we we, um, do travel assessments. So anybody traveling around the world, what I did was I took all my experience from living overseas, working at the State Department, and we want people to be safe no matter where they are, around the corner or around the world. So we teach this uh, online student safety, we teach travel safety, we teach college safety, and workplace violence active shooter. So just contact us. We're here to talk. And mom to mom, this is the best way we can do it. Thank you, Carrie. Wow. We really appreciate that information. Like you said, safety is... Is there anything more important than keeping our kids safe? No, there's not. So thank you so much for um, these tips. Go ahead. And I think I'll, I'll end with this, that... We can end with this uplifting message that we can create a safer and more loving home, communities, and schools with family, faith, and freedom. Yes. So- Amen, sister. Yes. That's that's what we're fighting for. Family, faith, freedom. We are. Uh, that is our goal because we want a future. We want a safe America, and we want safe kids. So thank you, Carrie. Thank you so much. And keep up the good work, girl.
Thanks so much. All right, moms, before we close, I'd like to remind you to go ahead and visit our website at momsforamerica.us. I want to go ahead and thank Carrie for her incredible advice information. You go and go ahead and contact her to get any information uh, about their programs. Again, Moms for America, visit our all our amazing resources, our programs on our website. I also want to invite you to check out our signature program called The Cottage Meeting. These 12 lessons will inspire and educate you about America's amazing heritage so you can share the principles of liberty in your home and community, just like we were talking about building up our home, teaching the principles of liberty, building that foundation. Uh, this program, along with so many other programs on our website, will help impact your family in a very, very powerful way. From parental rights to public policy, Moms for America truly does have it all. And lastly, I just want to invite you to sign up for our weekly newsletter. This is where we can help you get edu educated on issues, connect with our moms across the country, find out about events um, and programs that we do. Uh, we say every week, moms, that we believe liberty begins at home and that you moms are truly, truly the heartbeat of America. That's why this movement is so powerful, because the moms, the moms are the ones that are going to save this country. Yes and amen. All right, like, subscribe. We know a lot of moms will want to hear from Carrie and the information and tips uh, that she gave. So go ahead, join the, um, go ahead and share this. Uh, we would appreciate that. And of course, join us next week for another inspiring podcast as we uh, talk with moms just like you about important topics just like this. So thanks for joining us. And mom, let's keep changing our world one home at a time.